Every year on Holy Saturday in the Office of Readings, which is part of a priest's daily prayers, is a beautiful excerpt from an ancient Holy Saturday homily. And it begins this way. Something strange is happening. There is a great silence on earth today. A great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh. And he has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles with fear. Tonight is a very, very dramatic liturgy. We began in darkness, like the world without Christ, like his days in the tomb. Then, in the midst of the darkness, light broke forth in the beautiful, bright Easter fire. Then, the great symbol of Christ, the Easter candle, processed into the church and took its place here in the sanctuary. At which point we heard the exultate, the Easter proclamation, an ancient hymn proclaiming that Christ has broken the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld, that he has, for our sake, paid Adam's debt to the Eternal Father. In these symbolic actions, we find echoes of the words from Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless wasteland, and darkness covered the abyss. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. What happened in our gospel was no less dramatic than the moment of creation described in Genesis. The women who had followed Jesus came forward to tend to his corpse, but they did not find it. Instead, they found an empty tomb, which, of course, was rather puzzling. Then there appeared two men in dazzling garments, angels, no doubt. They reminded the women of what Jesus had said to them earlier. They had been warned about the coming crucifixion several times, and when it happened, they were dismayed. I mean, after all, they had seen his body, lifeless, and all seemed hopeless. Had they forgotten, he also promised to rise. The women were asked, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. Their faith in Christ, which was dying away, was suddenly rekindled. News of what God had done, nothing less than the conquering of death itself, began to spread. The women ran and told everyone. Peter ran to check for himself, and indeed, the tomb was empty. Our Lord lives. The same God who created the heavens, who created mankind, and who created the chosen people, the Jews, who entered history as Jesus Christ in the flesh, has conquered sin, death, and offered salvation to all of us, to everyone willing to accept his challenge to live as saints, who follow his example of self-sacrifice. We are invited, then, to live as he lived, putting our Heavenly Father's will first in our lives, loving our neighbors. It's a challenge that will cost our lives. To live as Christ did means to give our lives away. 
And that's what it means to live a life of love like Jesus. Practically, what does this mean? Well, husbands, fathers, this means being the best and holiest spouses and dads that you can be, holding nothing back for yourself, but giving everything of your family. Wives and mothers, likewise. And young people, this means you need to remember God has a plan for your life. You need to ask him what it is. Maybe it even means he's calling you to devote your life as, yeah, a faithful husband, a faithful wife, a religious sister, a brother, a priest. Ask God what he's calling you to and respond generously. After all, in every case, if we do God's will, we will find as much happiness as is possible in this earthly life and more in the next life. Keep in mind, though, that there is no easy path through life, at least no easy path to heaven. We've been promised this, that we will encounter crosses, difficulties in our lives if we live as saints. For example, we might be ridiculed and prosecuted, excuse me, persecuted, even hated by others for living lives of faith in Jesus Christ as faithful Catholics. This happens more and more, even here in our little town in North Dakota. The women were told that Jesus' crucifixion was coming, but they were still surprised by it. We've been told that we will have to carry crosses to be faithful followers of Jesus. So let's not be surprised when the crosses come. Life is hard at times. It's unfair at times. But we will be happier even amidst the hardship if we're living our faith. Hardship comes whether we live our faith or not. But living through the hardship with faith is so much easier and can even be, on some level, not a giddy happiness, but a deep peace and joy. So enough with this lukewarmness and apathy that so saturates our culture and our lives of faith even. Let's try to live our faith with courage and ditch the things that separate us from God, our terribly sinful habits that we all have. Let's strive to practice virtue. Let's give our lives completely to God and to neighbor. I mean, after all, Jesus did as much for us. We should have no fear, not of the worst and most trying of situations, not even of death. Because Jesus Christ, as we celebrate now in Easter, has conquered even that. Amen.